0: What are you drinking today? Today I'm
1: drinking Bush Light, Amanda. That is so Sunday responsible. I guess so. <laughs> I'm, I'm full of responsibility all the time. You know this. Since we
0: pre-record, we're we're kind of early on a Sunday. <laughs> it's not it when is you're twelve o'clock. It's yeah. It's twelve o'clock. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's always five o'clock somewhere.
2: Always. There's also, nothing wrong with breakfast beer either.
0: That's I was gonna say beer. We makes are the
1: queen of beer. breakfast drinks. I'm the queen of the breakfast yes, real. Yeah, she is. Yes,
2: she Fancy is. people drink mimosas for breakfast. Everybody else, we drink beer for breakfast.
0: <laughs> I'm a mimosa girl. I'm a, anything
1: <laughs> with alcohol girl. <laughs>
2: my, my previous statement with you then.
1: <laughs> what are you drinking today, Amanda? Well,
0: I went very veteran today, and I'm drinking last night's Strawberry Colada Vodka with 7-Up and Brand New Ice.
1: Cheers to drinking a brand new drink because it has new ice in it. Cheers. Welcome to this episode of Veterans Drinking Vodka. We believe that every veteran has a story to
0: tell and we are here to tell them. We have found that being a service member is easy, but being a veteran can be hard. In this episode, we are talking to Jordan Kniebel.
1: He served in the United States Navy. Yay, Navy from 2002 to 2007 as a Gunners mate. How are you doing today, Jordan?
2: I'm doing outstanding. How are you guys?
1: Outstanding. <laughs> and what are you drinking today?
2: Today I have got good old trusty twisted tea. Oh,
1: that's what Have you Andrew's tried favorite. the um have you tried the party pack?
2: I've tried everything they've got out. I've got their mason jar.
1: They have a mason jar?
2: They have a mason jar. I am diehard Twisted Tea. Oh,
1: you're gonna have You're to
0: missing out,
1: Amber. How did you not know about that? <laughs> I didn't even know they had a party pack until I saw one. <laughs> I will say, Twisted Tea is the easiest beverage to shotgun. So easy to shotgun.
2: That, that is a fact.
1: Yes. Cheers to the Navy and shotguns. Yes.
0: Cheers. The boozy kind. Oh, yeah, we have to clarify. Yeah, the boozy kind.
2: <laughs> You're talking about it all cheers kind of right? that you the kind. Right. <laughs> all right, Jordan, where
0: are you from, and can you tell us how your story started?
2: I was uh, born and raised in Iowa. I really don't know why I decided to join the Navy. I just knew, like, in middle school that I wanted to join the Navy. So pretty much from there, I just started doing research about different jobs in the Navy and kind of the different aspects of it. And uh, that way, by the time I you know, got to my senior year in high school, it was kind of a walkthrough. I mean, it was a pretty easy decision and kind of had everything nailed down.
0: So you already knew so wh- what you wanted to do. So why did you decide to be a gunner's
2: mate? That, that was kind of a last minute decision. I wasn't really sure what rate I wanted to get into, but growing up, I didn't really know a whole lot about guns and weapons so they offered me that and uh i said yeah that sounds cool so yeah let's (laughs) let's do that when i originally signed up i would signed up for the seal program and that was one of the you know rates that qualified to go into SEAL. so i was like yeah let's let's do that then
1: so did you go to seal training i did
2: i uh (laughs) I trained. I worked out. I did as much as I could get ready for, but it turns out it's it's really hard to find places to swim a few miles in Iowa. So <laughs> the, the swimming kind of kicked my ass, and I didn't, I didn't qualify for that.
1: Yeah, the swimming in seal training is no joke. I used to do security down there when I was pregnant, and they at the pass and decal office down where the seals trained, and so I saw them all the time coming in and going out and stuff. So.
0: Did you ever see them, Amber, when you were up in the tower? Like just their little heads bobbing as they were swimming through the bay.
1: (laughs) No, my eyesight is not that good. I shouldn't say that as an air traffic controller. Eyesight's phenomenal. I just was too busy looking at planes in the sky. I guess.
2: Yeah,
0: they have to swim through the bay, so every once in a while you see like their little heads bobbing out there.
2: Yeah, Yeah. she was probably too busy watching the ones on the beach to be watching the ones swimming.
0: Excuse
1: (laughs) me. Oh, called out! Your secret is no longer safe. All right, what duty? I'm just gonna drink? drink. I'm gonna be drunk by the end of this episode. Thank you, Jordan.
2: <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> there we go. I'm on my second one. So
0: Sunday brunch, booze all day. Right. <laughs> all right, Jordan. What were your duty stations, and did you have a favorite?
2: Like everybody, I started out in Great Lakes. Uh... I finished boot camp, and then I stayed there for Gunner's Mate A School. And then I got to go to San Diego for VLS training, the vertical launch system.
0: Cheers Cheers
2: to San Diego. Yeah, San Diego was gorgeous.
0: I love San Diego. Me
2: too. I had a cousin that was living out there on the beach, so every weekend I got to go hang out on the beach with him and learn about, you know, California life. (laughs) coming from Iowa and I didn't know anything about it so but then I got my orders to go to Yakuska Japan and I was there for the remaining four years of my my time
1: how is Japan yes I want to go there so bad
2: Japan was completely different from anything I'd ever witnessed in my life from Uh, Iowa to
1: Japan Iowa where there's nowhere to swim to train to be a seal to freaking Japan that doesn't That's sound cool. like too bad of a deal,
2: no. Yeah, <laughs> Most, I don't well, know I mean, my, ever... my hometown in Iowa was a mile by mile, and I, I get from Japan.
0: I don't know if I've ever met anyone that got stationed that? In Japan. I don't know if I've ever met anyone that got stationed in Japan that didn't love their time there.
2: <clears throat> well, it was awesome. The regulations on the base were kind of strict, so like when you first get there, you have to you have to be back on the ship by like eleven o'clock or midnight there's a lot of restrictions on everybody. But once you're there for a while and you get those restrictions off you, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful country and, like, temples and shrines to go explore and just... And, I mean, you know, it's, it's Japan, you know, anime center of the world. So, if you're into any of that stuff, you can just have a blast there.
0: <laughs> like forever Comic-Con.
2: Yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> what... What ship did you serve on?
2: I was on the USS Cowpens. And what is that? That is a guided missile cruiser.
0: Okay. So you're on one of those little ones.
2: Yeah, I I guess. I mean, we weren't... (laughs) Don't don't take away from the size of my ship.
0: (laughs) I was on an aircraft carrier, so... I was on the Tarawa, so an amphib, a big deck. Yeah. So, compared to... So, yes, your your boat was little. You were on. Well,
2: I guess I didn't know we were comparing the size of our decks here today.
0: (laughs) I mean, we didn't intend to go down that road. It just happened.
2: (laughs) All right, Jordan, do you
0: have a great sea story that you can tell us today?
2: I've got a lot. I've been trying to think of one that I, I, I can tell. Probably one of the funniest ones, I guess, is we visited Vladivostok, Russia one time and I I'm not certain but I'm pretty sure I I accidentally joined the Russian mafia while we were there.
0: Oh, I hate it when that happens.
2: I know it, it I didn't mean for it to happen but you know just, <laughs> it just turned out that way. No me and a bunch of my uh, buddies were out. We had acquired a bottle of gin and tonic that it was just a pre-mixed bottle of gin and tonic. Somebody was drinking it and it was kind of like a giant water bottle and we had a bunch of little tiny cups to pour it in and like do shots out of i guess or something and none of us wanted to drink it anymore and we ended up just carrying it with us and we went to this it it was like a fair or something in the middle of this like plaza and we had met up with an american translator from like a, a civilian who was american that was living in russia as a translator and so we were hanging out with him and i don't remember how but this giant russian wearing a you know head to toe windbreaker suit that i mean the best way to describe this guy was he looked like a sergey i have no idea what this guy's name was i don't think we ever learned what his name was but we all just called him sergey because he fit the damn part <laughs> um and somehow we started hanging out with him and we gave him the bottle of gin and tonic and it was like he had just gotten like 20 Christmases in a row, like this guy was the happiest guy in the world about this bottle of gin and tonic. And I mean, I'm I'm not a I'm a I'm a decently sized dude. This guy made me feel like a child. He was (laughs) gigantic. And he was just pouring this gin and tonic in these little tiny shot glass things and just having the time of his life. We started hanging out with him and we went to a few different clubs and bars and stuff, and they would stop us and ask us for the cover fee and we'd all start getting ready to pay. And he would just walk up, talk to the guy and we'd get in for free.
0: It's always good to have a local tour guide.
2: Well, that night I'm pretty sure. I don't don't know how many people he might have killed, but I wasn't going to ask the question either. (laughs) But I mean, everywhere we went, like people got out of our way because of this guy. And my one buddy, after having a few drinks, asked the translator to ask him, who he thought would win in a in a boxing fight, Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson? And I don't remember what side who picked, but they were they sat there and argued about it for about twenty minutes. One guy yelling in Russian, one guy yelling in English. Neither one of them could understand what the other one was saying. And I, I grabbed my buddy and I said, "Dude, I don't care if he says Martha Stewart would knock out Mike Tyson, like." let the guy win we're like, gonna this, agree
1: with him yeah
2: look, pick your battles this is not the guy to argue with here
0: cheers but, to martha yeah you're so. winning a boxing match
1: <laughs> against mike tyson my money would definitely be on martha hey she hangs out with Snoop, so yeah i'd go with martha too yeah she's hey, a little gangsta. i feel like martha is what? a down bitch <laughs> and she's been to prison
0: <laughs> yeah my money's definitely on martha <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, so about at the end of the night, we said goodbye to him, and you know, that was it. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that dude was in the Russian mafia, and we uh, we made best friends with him, so
1: that's not really a bad thing, though.
2: It, yeah, so <laughs> I felt pretty
1: Cheers to, to the Russian mafia. Can we do that? Oh, we're, we're <laughs> civilians now. We we're should. doing Hang it, Maybe. yeah. Russia took good times in Russia. Oh. I would like to go to Russia, too. Russia uh, is it pretty? Like, did you like get to see Russia? Or another not we didn't,
2: really. we didn't really get to go into Russia and see it. I mean, there was a lot of restrictions on us just because of American Russian right. relations, I guess. But from what I saw of it, there there was a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, just seeing some of the old monuments and the old buildings and their, you know, submarines and all that stuff. It was it was just kind of interesting to see all that stuff. I mean, There's
1: but a lot we didn't get to see there.
2: a whole lot of the place.
1: Right. But isn't R- Russia's the one that has the buildings that are like, whoop, whoop, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, Latin, like Yep. yep z- z- buildings? Yeah.
1: Like the roofs of them. Don't they have? <laughs> I thought that <it> was India. <laughs> they have the buildings. Amanda, Google yeah, Russia. You think
2: like Moscow. Yeah. Of like yeah Moscow. Which is
1: Russia. Yeah. Yeah. They have them. Um, I know.
2: Yeah. I, I had to let you struggle through that one there for a minute, though.
1: <laughs> so glad I wore this shirt today. What does your shirt say? It says, fuck your feelings. Oh, that's a good shirt. It, well, it's a Grunt style shirt, but. Yeah, the little. Yeah. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get a
2: shirt made up that says Joop Joop Architect and send it to you.
1: <laughs> hey, that could be another shirt idea because, you know, we have the chicken... Yeah. shirt idea. idea. Now we can have a zoop zoop and have the Russian buildings in the background. <laughs> there you go.
2: There you go. Hashtag yeah. you,
1: are you writing down all these t-shirt ideas so that when we are ready to
0: start promoting some t-shirt swag, we'll know what to do? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> awesome. Because I will forget. Look, she's doing it right <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> she's like well, I think I sent you the other one already.
0: Yeah, that was a great idea. Someone gave us the t-shirt idea. Did you listen to
1: She hasn't? Yeah,
0: he, the- <laughs> he said he listened to some because he Googled us. So it was episode five, and it was Marine veteran Will Cole, and he told the story about.
2: Uh, if it's a Marine, I definitely didn't listen to it.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. So you should listen to that episode. It's, it's a, one of our funnier episodes for sure.
1: Today, how do you spell "jupe"? Jupe.
2: I don't know. Look up. Ask Salt and pepper. Oh wait, no wait.
1: That's, shoot. that's soup And that's my jams.
2: Yeah, um, I didn't know guys were old enough for you that. Can
1: spell it
0: however we want to spell it. Like make up your own spelling, and we'll trademark it.
2: There you okay.
0: go. <laughs> yeah. So he had a chicken that his commanding officer caught and put a leash on, but like so it was tied by its foot outside their camp, and then a dingo ate it.
1: And the <laughs> a only dingo ate my chicken. A dingo ate my chicken. I'm gonna add that on here right now because that was the other idea.
0: Yeah. So they someone gave us the idea that we should do like just a chicken foot with the the cord leash on it, and then it should say a dingo ate my chicken because it really happened. Yeah.
2: There's so many jokes.
1: Yeah, it could go a million. ways. It
2: <laughs> can go into that story.
1: <laughs> you need to listen. You need to listen to episode five. Yeah, it's probably our most infamous sea story that we've so had far. That's, well now we have the Russian
0: mafia and now say, right?
2: most now infamous have... so far.
0: That that's what I said To date. Today. Date. <laughs> to yep. That's the C story to beat every week.
2: I've got plenty of C stories that are pretty epic but I'm trying to keep them
0: You should come to our well, you come <laughs> in the Zoom. I was just going to say come on the we Zoom have to meeting. And I can tell us some. We heard <laughs> We heard quite a few last week that For real. were phenomenal.
2: I've been to Thailand a couple times. I've got some sea stories.
0: Oh, that's what they were talking about last time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't
1: recall last <laughs> I don't recall.
0: Yeah. So we all, especially sailors, have a great time when we're on active duty. Like shenanigans galore. Like we could go on for days and days. But eventually we all have to get out and transition from being a service member to being a veteran. How did your transition go?
2: Um. Well, when I got out, um, I moved down to Florida for a little while. I was dating a girl that I had met on the ship, and we both got out at the same time. And she was from Florida, so we had a conversation of, well, do we want to stay together? Okay, if we do, should we move to Iowa or Florida? And that was about it point zero two second conversation <laughs> so I moved yeah. down to Florida and I kind of took I got out early I got to use terminal leave so I was still getting paid for I think 30 some days after I got out so I kind of took advantage of that and just kind of tried to re-familiarize myself with being back in the states for a while and the fact that I was going to be out of the military but I don't know. It, it. I had a, I don't know. it's kind of a mixed emotion of getting out. I feel like I had a pretty easy time finding a job, but the hardest thing I, I think that I I've dealt with and like, I, I still deal with it today, what, 13 years later, you know, when when you're in the people that you're serving with, especially, cause like I, I did some stuff other than just serve on the ship, but like, You, you get that, that bond and that trust with the people that you're with and being out in the civilian world, it just like there, there's people I I trust and I, I love and, you know, that are my brothers, but they're not that. So it's, it's just kind of a, I don't want to say it's a lonely feeling because you feel like there's people you can't trust to that level that, you know, would do anything to, you know, have your back. To, you know people that are you know they're there for you but it's just it, it's not the it's not the same
0: yeah well we get that that's one yeah. of the things that I really struggled with as well when when I transitioned and I came to Texas all by myself
2: yeah I mean that I moved back to Iowa I, me and that girl we broke up but I moved back to Iowa just to be back closer with family and you know friends that I grew up with and stuff but I I don't know I, I still always felt distanced from them. And I, I know it was me, you know, me doing it, but it was just that constant feeling of like, you know, okay, I who's got my back? And just constantly
0: right. Well, because you know, when you're in the service, you're thrown into this like mixing pot of all these people that are in the same situation as you. And you hmm. build these relationships and these trust factors so quickly because you are doing yeah. something that is dangerous. Like we don't like to think of it as dangerous, but it is dangerous. And when you come home, now you're talking to people and interacting with people that don't know what you did when you were in. And I know I I do it all the time. I gloss over what I did. Like people don't know what I actually did. Like they get highlights. They get like fun facts, but they don't ever actually know like the depth of, of what we were doing. So it's hard for them to understand and connect with that. When when you're in the service, those people already know and they're doing the same thing as you, so you connect instantaneously.
2: Well, and there's no way to fully describe a story to somebody that's you know been stateside or you know even somebody that you know hasn't been in the military you know, yeah. or in a different branch you know, trying to describe the situation and, you know, the feeling and just, you know, the, you know, everything surrounding it, it's hard to do that for a lot of, you know, even if you go into full depth and detail, they'll, they'll never fully understand it because, you know, they, they don't have any experience like that to compare it with.
1: Right. So I'm going to ask you a question because when you, so when you got out, you were coming back to the States from Japan. Yes. Correct. So, so you hadn't been in the States for however many years. Did you ever come home on leave or you were just stayed j- gone for four years?
2: So what I did, I tried to save up my leave as much as I could. And I would come home once a year. I mean, just to save up my leave and you know, two, it's an expensive plane ticket from Japan to Iowa.
1: <laughs> so only $220 really. round trip from I, Texas I, to yeah. Iowa, by the way. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And, you know, it was like a 13-hour flight, so I didn't really want to make that too many times a year. But, you know, I had been home a, a few times since I'd been over in Japan. But, you know, when you spend 360 days in Japan and then you come home for, or, you know, however many, let me show how bad my math is here. When you come home for two weeks of leave and you're in Japan the rest of the time on the ship, See, you don't really have time. You don't. You know, you don't really get accustomed to being back in the states. You know, so it was it was kind of weird. And I mean, especially the things in Japan that are just—I mean, there's vending machines on the street that serve beer. You know, I mean—I
1: wish we
0: had that here.
2: Oh, it's it's incredible. Oh, it's, do
0: they have? Did they have when you were there the vending machines that serve the warm coffee like in a can?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. those are savings. Life-
1: we're good, I totally oh, thought God. you were gonna ask about something. else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if something could completely gonna... inappropriate, not one like, warm- <laughs> country yeah. in the
0: United or every country besides the United States has these awesome things that come in cans, and we just don't have
2: them. Yeah, no, the yeah, they're they're awesome, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like gate Duty like, and
2: ooh, the, yeah, midwatch, today, and it gate comes gate. in
0: like a, like a can, like a, yeah. But smaller than this, like a pineapple. It's like an espresso shot, but it's warm. Yeah. How do they make them warm? The vending
2: machine. They're
0: out of the vending machine. I had some sent to me. I never got the experience of them coming out of the vending machine. But I would put them into like a pot of boiling water because you can't put it in the microwave. So I would put it like how you would warm a baby bottle in a pot of warm Mm -hmm. water on the stove. And then I would drink it like that. It worked really
1: well, actually. My baby oh, yeah. bottles went in the microwave. Oh. <laughs> I was that, Mom? <laughs> you're such a later millennial. No. Yeah. No, I know that you're supposed to put your bottles in the, a boiling pot of water so that the saying, milk doesn't get a hot spot. I'm saying because you put them in the I microwave. I actually went in the microwave. I didn't have time to wait for the water to boil, and my child was not going to wait for the water to boil for him to have milk. Man. Anyways, that's how I warmed up coffee
0: in cans. <laughs> <laughs> or bottles of milk.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm just glad that that's what you were asking him, if they had those vending machines, because my mind totally, totally went south. It is To true. the gutter. It 110%. is too early in the day,
0: Amber, for it to go that direction.
1: I was in the Navy. I think about this shit all the time.
2: <laughs> also, the the answer is yes. well thank you I
1: didn't even have don't they have pie machines too pie like Uh, a pie vending machine somewhere has pie vending machines where you can get a whole pie out of a machine
2: I was in Japan for four years and I don't remember seeing one pie
1: I didn't say it was Japan I don't think Japanese get a lot of pie
2: I'm gonna look it up
1: I'm gonna google it yeah yeah we're gonna have to google that one I'm gonna do it and um
0: yeah it's a I'm a little is bit right that? now. My mind is slightly blown about this pie vending machine. Okay, well we're <laughs> gonna discover it right now. Oh, she's gonna Google it right now, because that's what.
1: We do. <laughs> Maybe we do. it's just from a movie.
0: Learning um, all kinds of new things doing these these interviews.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, she, you it. can get a there whole
1: pie. You uh, you can get a pecan pie, a pecan pie. Sorry, my bad. You can get a pecan pie at Cedar Creek, Texas. Out of a vending machine. It's in Texas. It's not even in Japan. That's why Texas is so awesome. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, no, it's pecan pies out of a vending machine in Texas. Maybe that's why you knew about it.
0: I I
1: thought it was another country and then I realized Texas has its own country. So (laughs) So what that means is that we're gonna have to plan a road
0: trip to the vending machine and then we'll have to publish it on our webpage. Fucking deal. All right. Came on. Jordan, if you would like to fly to Texas and join us on this road trip, you are more than welcome. $220 even, round trip out of Des Moines.
2: I don't even like pecan pie, but I, I live for the adventure and live for the story. So well,
0: it would I've, be driven I, sure. I've driven a oh, round for four
2: hours for a hamburger before. So why we not? We
0: can take you to Shiner, Texas. Bucky's. Oh, Bucky. Take him where? Shiner, Texas. Well, we can go to Shiner. Have you been to Shiner? To... I've never been there. Oh, we should do that road trip, too. All right, Jordan, you're going to have to come down here and hang out with us, and I promise you'll have stories for the rest of your life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just hanging out with us, you'll have stories for the rest of your I, life. We don't even need to go anywhere.
2: I've already I mean, got a few of this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so how are you doing now, Jordan?
2: Um, I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, I work at John Deere full-time now.
0: Oh, that's I, like a childhood. That's an breakup. Iowa thing. That's such an <laughs> Iowa thing. Oh, Iowa too. Like when you were a kid, did you dream of working at John Deere?
2: No, <laughs> not at all. I am, I'm not a, I'm not a farmer. I, I really don't know that much about farming. I don't know hardly anything about tractors other than they pay my bills and they have really good insurance. So
1: <laughs> cheers to paying your bills and good insurance. Cheers to that. That's, that's awesome.
2: I also own my own business. What I, is that? Uh, it's a home improvement business. I do like renovations and remodels and stuff.
1: Oh, that's cool. He can he can come when we get our our bus. Oh, yeah. You can help us. We want to
0: renovate the bus. bus.
2: <laughs> I can do that.
0: Yeah, when we take veterans <laughs> to on the road, we plan. Yeah, we're yeah. going on the road. We plan on getting a bus and renovating it and cruising the country.
2: There you go. Bring, there you go. Get a bus, bring it up to Iowa. I'll, I'll set you up. Awesome.
0: Okay. We're going to write, put that in your notes, Amber. There you go. She's on it. She's going to remember that.
1: I'm so going to put we, it under t-shirt ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your bus. Put a star, so it doesn't get mixed in with everything. <laughs> bus, reno in iowa
2: there you go it'll be like one of those hg tv shows or something like that
0: yeah we might have to do a separate podcast
2: there we go Just on the
1: bus well right? that's that's when we'll be vlogging yeah it's gonna be good go. we'll be vlogging hey. and youtubing by then we <laughs> we're a baby podcast now
0: but we have big plans we
2: have hey i i see nothing but big big futures here
0: oh all right, so do you have any advice that you can give us and your fellow veterans, either just getting ready to become veterans or that have been struggling for a few years and are trying to find their way?
2: I mean, I, I kind of went things on my own when I first got out. I mean, I'm, I was always kind of one of those guys that just kind of dealt with stuff on my, my own and kind of kept to myself. That is, that is not the way to go. You know, I mean, if you're getting out, you know, there's – there's plenty of other, you know, people that have been in or had experience with something, you know, try, try and find somebody that's either recently got out or, you know, has been in before, you know, reach out, try and try and find somebody to help you out, getting back into the civilian world. Cause it doesn't seem like a big step, but man, it, it's, it's a whole different world coming back into civilian life. And, you know, if, if you are having issues you know, re- reach out, find somebody, you know, there's, we're, we're all over the place. Social media is a hell of a thing. You know, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. I don't understand Twitter at all, but I understand. But yeah, you know, I mean, every, everybody thinks, you know, being a, being in the service, you know, you got to be tough and handle stuff, but being tough is one thing, but if you're going through some shit and you're not reaching out, you're not, you're not being tough. You know, that's, that's just not smart. Reach out. Toughest, I mean, the hardest thing to do is reach out and ask for help. So, you know, if you can do that, you're tougher than most people. So, you know, if if you're, like I said, if you're going through it, reach out. You know, we, like I said, my TikTok, we we got your back, man. You're not allowed to quit.
0: Absolutely. And this is why we wanted you as a guest on our show.
2: A lot of people have been through, you know, I've been through it, you know, dealing with shit, trying to handle shit. The dumbest thing you can do is try and do it yourself you know and I, I say that from experience I've seen me do it it's dumb
0: exactly. it's I've, not smart I tried to do it myself for 10 years and it was <clears throat> it was tough and it spiraled out of control real quick
2: yeah I mean wh- while I was in I drank a lot I, th- I like to think of myself as a uh, government-sponsored professional drinker you know when you get out in the civilian <laughs> you know, world you can't I know, you got you, know, gotta, you, you gotta, can't
0: function like that anymore what's that you can't function like that. No,
2: anymore,
0: no. And like you said, like your people don't have your back. So, background. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, there's,
2: there's always somebody to reach out, you know, somebody at least to listen and talk to at least, you know, so.
0: Absolutely. So if people wanted to reach out and talk to you or ask you questions about anything that you've talked about in this podcast today, where can they reach you?
2: Um. So I'm on TikTok as uh, Nevis54 um i don't know do you want me to spell that or
0: i'll put it in the show notes if you could <clears throat> a, okay I'll pull it off of your i'll put it in the show notes
2: okay that or you know i've, I've got facebook uh jordan kniebel on facebook you know i mean i if, if you need if you need somebody to reach out and talk to you know hell I'll, I'll give somebody my damn cell phone number if they need it you know i just to you know follow me or look at all the stupid shit I do. Yeah. TikTok is probably the best platform to see how dumb I am.
0: <laughs> it's fun. TikTok is, I'm just getting into it. Amber kind of pushed me into it and it's funner than I expected it to be.
1: Um, Amber has a viral video right now. Thank you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's viral oh. to me. It's <laughs> viral to me.
1: It has over 16,000 views.
2: Holy crap.
1: So it's viral to me. That is Be super proud. I've of got you.
2: one with my daughter that got 10,000 views and I thought that was I was a big deal.
1: I'm super proud of it. It's my transition one that the first time I ever did a transition and it was good. You haven't seen it. All right, Amber, do you want to talk about the charity that we
0: have chosen to support this episode?
1: Sure. So the purpose of us doing this and our main focus is, um, the mental health awareness of veterans and to bring about, the awareness not only of the mental health and to coincide with the mental health is that 22 veterans kill themselves every day. So the charity, the organization that we support is the Till Valhalla Project. I'll wear my bracelet. And that is where our main focus is when it's when it comes to veteran suicide and and the mental health awareness of veterans. We also have
0: koozies that we are currently selling for $5 each and vinyl stickers that we are selling for $3 a piece. So if you would like those, let us know a portion of those proceeds will be going to the Tilva Hollow Project. Yes, ma'am. If you would like to contact Amber or myself, we can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Veterans Drinking Vodka. Or you can email
1: us at veteransdrinkingvodka at gmail.com. Please reach out to Amanda or myself if you'd like to tell your story and be a guest on our podcast. You can send us an email at, at the email address that Amanda mentioned or a DM on any of those platforms Facebook, IG, TikTok. Get a hold of us. If you like our podcast, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts,
0: Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, or Amazon. Also, leave us a review and let us know what you think. By leaving us
1: reviews, you
0: promote our podcast so that it can reach more veterans.
1: And now you can join us every Sunday for Veterans After Hours via Zoom at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are hanging out, telling stories, sharing resources, and meeting new friends. And like I said before in Amanda and I say, every week, 22 is 22 too many. One is too many. And you are never alone. Veterans drinking vodka. Cheers!